Enjoy every little aspect. Be grateful for every little aspect in your life. And that's when your vibrations, your levels of, I'll say, awareness start to increase. And you feel more happy because ultimately we want happiness. We want peace within our lives. And that's how you've got to create it. You, We are creators of our own destiny. You know, we manifest everything in our own lives. The way we want to live, what we want to do, we are the creators. So the only person stopping us is ourselves. So let's firstly love ourselves, close our eyes, enjoy enjoy this internal universe and when you open your eyes enjoy this external universe at the same time you just heard the voice of anand parekh owner of hot yoga nottingham and self-confessed yogi in this episode you will learn all about the yogic way of life and how you can work on yourself from the inside out to improve your health happiness inner peace and authenticity if you're ready to realize that your health truly is your wealth then stay tuned because this episode will take your well-being to the next level. Welcome to the show. My name is Ali West and since 2008, I have been working in the health and fitness industry. In the space of just under 10 years, I went from being a glorified treadmill cleaner to the owner of my own 9,000 square foot gym, Kinetic Fitness, here in Nottingham in the United Kingdom. Plus, helping thousands of people along the way, both offline and online, to improve their health and well-being. Since 2015, I've been on a journey of self-discovery, learning how to improve, optimize, and master my mental, physical, and spiritual health on the deepest levels. Now I want to help you do the same by sharing my own wisdom and the wisdom of some of the brightest minds in health, fitness, nutrition, biohacking, and spirituality so you can become optimally healthy in your mind, body, and spirit. If you're ready, then let the show begin. Hello and welcome to the Kinetic Fitness Show, where we inspire you to live a longer, healthier, happy, and more joyful life. We cover everything you need to know to be optimally healthy in your mind, body, and spirit. Are you ready to become the ultimate version of yourself? Well, let's dive into another episode with your host and guide by your side, Allie West. Hello and welcome to episode 105, 105 of the Kinetic Fitness Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are a returning listener or a regular listener, welcome back to the show. And if you are a brand new listener, this is your first time ever listening to my show Welcome. I'm super grateful to have you on board. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you so much for taking your time out to join me today. I have a great episode lined up for you today. My guest today is a self-confessed yogi and he is also in the same city as me. He's based in Nottingham, my hometown. We're both from the same city and he is like me as well because he runs a business with his wife, as I do. I run my gym, Kinetic Fitness, and my coaching business, West Coaching, with my wife, Sarah. And Anand runs his yoga studio, Hot Yoga Nottingham, with his wife, Davina. So we have a lot in common. We have very similar outlooks and views on health and well-being and on the world. So I really enjoyed recording this episode with Anand and I can't wait to introduce him and get started. But before we do that, I just want to share with you our sponsors and also tell you how you can get your hands on some incredible products that are going to help you with your health and well-being and help you to optimize your health, how you can get your hands on them and get them at a discounted rate. 
Our first sponsor is Pure Himalayan Shilajit. Shilajit is an ancient mineral from the Himalayas which has been used in the East for its powerful benefits for thousands of years. Shilajit helps to increase your energy and mental performance plus many other health benefits. I've personally been using Shilajit for a while and I've noticed improvements in my cognitive performance and energy levels. I'd love for you to benefit from this powerful ancient mineral, so I've partnered up with my good friends at purehimalayanshilajit.com and they are offering every listener of the show a 15% discount off any order of Shilajit. Simply hit the link in the description of this podcast, place an order and bang in the code AliWest at checkout to bag your discount. That's AliWest, A-L-I-W-E-S-T, AliWest at checkout to bag your incredible discount. Our second sponsor is Mudo Health. Mudo are a DNA testing company and they make testing your DNA and getting your own genetic profile super easy. All you do is you order your testing kit from their site, it's mailed out to you, you take a simple saliva test, send it back to their lab and within a couple of weeks you will get a breakdown of your own genetic health with over 90 plus reports on your DNA and how you can make improvements to your own health on the deepest levels. This is all laid out in a super easy, super friendly mobile app. Mudo has revolutionized my health, my clients' health, and my family's health as well. Actually, my dad recently got off his medication after implementing the guidance in his genetic report from his DNA test with Mudo Health. That's why I've teamed up with the Mudo guys to help the listeners of the Kinetic Fitness Show improve their DNA health as well. They are offering all listeners of the show an amazing 20% off any DNA kit purchase. Simply hit the link in the description, add your kit to the basket, and use the code ALDNA at checkout to bag your discount. That's ALDNA, A-L-D-N-A at checkout to get 20% off your Mudo Health DNA testing kit. Right then, let me introduce today's guest. My guest on today's episode is Anand Parekh, and Anand is the owner and founder of Hot Yoga Nottingham, and he is also a self-confessed yogi. As a child, Anand grew up practicing yoga in its various forms. However, he always questioned the true meaning of life and the purpose of his being on earth. This curiosity led him to delve deeper into the philosophy and practices of yoga. As a youth leader, Anand has voluntarily been teaching and practicing yoga for over 10 years. As a result, he realizes passion in life and how yoga encourages you to reflect on yourself to find inner peace and how it also exercises not just your body but your mind as well. Anand understands that yoga is a way of life and each day his interest in the development of self grows and yoga is the key that is guiding him to understand the true nature of his inner being. In 2017, Anand founded Hot Yoga Nottingham with his wife Davina, the only dedicated hot yoga studio in Nottingham city centre with state-of-the-art infrared heating systems. At Hot Yoga Nottingham, they believe that hot yoga is for everyone, for people of all ages and from all walks of life. Their mission is to be a hub of positive change in the local community and to give you the opportunity to experience authentic yoga practices. So what are some of the key takeaways that you will get from today's episode and what will you learn? Well, firstly, you will find out all about Anand's story, how he went from being a corporate worker to the owner and founder of his own hot yoga studio. 
You'll also find out why Anand was curious about who he was and his nature in life from a very early age and why asking the question, who am I, is so powerful. You'll learn how you can get out of your head and into your heart. Anand also explains hot yoga, what it is and the benefits. We also discuss why some people are still put off by yoga and how we can overcome those barriers. Anand describes the different elements of yoga, including breathing, physicality, observance, purity of mind, knowledge, wisdom, chanting and music. Anand also describes why it's so important to breathe correctly, sit correctly and stand correctly. We find out why your health truly is your wealth and why looking after your own health and well-being is paramount to your life. Anand also discusses the importance of posture, protecting your spine and coming away from pain. We also discuss happiness, inner peace, authenticity, truth and being true to yourself. We also discuss relationships and the dynamics of Anand working with his wife Davina and how that operates. We also discuss nutrition and fasting. And then at the end, Anand gives his top three tips for your health and well-being that you can put into practice straight away. So I know you're going to love this episode. I really enjoyed recording it. Anand is an amazing guy. He's an amazing human being with great messages, great wisdom and great knowledge. Let's do it. Let's not waste any more time. This is episode 105 with Anand Perret. Enjoy. Hey Anand, how are you doing, mate? Thanks for joining me on the podcast. How are we doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. How are you, Ali? I'm great, mate. I'm great. How's your week going so far? Yeah, good. Well, we're just uh, thinking about reopening the stu- yoga studio, uh, maybe on the second. So it's all all plans are in action at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give the we'll give the listeners a bit of context because some of them might not mm. know. But we're basically in the same city here in the UK. We both run yeah. our own businesses in Nottingham. Obviously, I've got my gym, Kinetic Fitness, and you have your hot yoga studio, hot yes. yoga Nottingham. So That's we it. just wanted That's to it. give that context. And then I was just saying before we started recording that I've been really bad and not coming and seen you, even though you've been there three years. So <laughs> we're going to correct like that. We're going to correct that. And I'm going to come in and see you and do a session. Yeah. We've, we've had our social media interactions, which is good enough so far. I guess now we need to make it reality. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy how many times I've spoken to people on podcasts and we've not actually met in person, but we've yeah. like connected via Instagram or LinkedIn. And that's when mm. I think, social media is powerful for all of the bad sides of social media. I think it is good when you can connect with like-minded people and learn from like-minded people. That's when social media has its power. Yeah, exactly. I I believe the same thing. You know, when you're learning from new people, different perspectives, cultures, ideas, and you bring those into yourself and you become a better person, but also you can bring things more to the table, more to life, more creativity, which is, you know, so important as well. Absolutely. Right. Let's start this podcast off, mate, with a little bit of your kind of backstory, like where you've come from, how you've got there and uh, and what you're doing at the moment. And then we'll we'll go into the the podcast and see where it takes us. Yeah, let's do it. So my name's Anand. Um, My wife and I, so my wife's name is Davina. My wife and I own a hot yoga studio based in Nottingham City Centre called Hot Yoga Nottingham. Um, So I'll say, you know, like from from day one, since I was born, you know, uh, the heritage culture of being Indian, spirituality is always chanting and prayers and all sorts going on at home. So learning from parents and about cultural values and morals was always 
quite important to to myself. Um, so I'd say that that early early age knowledge that I gained supported me in terms of the direction I wanted to go as I grew older. You know, going to school, university, you're still growing, you're still learning, maturing. Um, and then as I started growing older, I started noticing, you know, there's um, more things that I wanted to do in, in terms of understanding myself. And, you know, as soon as I asked the question to myself, who am I? That led like a new perspective of life. So um, I remember one day I see my mom doing uh, breath work. She was sitting in front of the TV doing different breathing techniques. And I was like, wow, like, what, what? I said to my mom, what are you doing? And she said, I'm doing pranayama, which is, prana is a vital force in life. Yama is control. So it's like full breath control. Um, so I was really intrigued. And I went to Canada, actually, to go and do my first um, hot yoga teacher training there. Uh, funnily enough, my sister was studying in Canada. So he gave me a good place to stay there as well. And um, I spent one month out there doing a teacher training course. So when I came back, um, I put that into practice and started teaching a lot more classes in the community. Really enjoyed that, helping people, supporting them in their life, livelihoods as well. Um, but in the back of my mind, I always thought, you know, I want to do my own thing. I want to help people in, a, in, my, in the way I want to help them as well. Um, so then, then it moved on to start looking for venues and properties, work with city council. And it took, I'll say, quite a number of years to find a good venue um, you know, with disability access, there's so many hurdles we have to jump across. Um, and I actually went to Loughborough University and studied computer science as well. So I had a background in IT and I built my own website. We had a good number of uh, requests in, hey, when are you opening? When are you opening? So, yeah, in 2017, my wife and I, we opened Hot Yoga Nottingham. And ever since, you know, been growing. Um, I'd say, well, actually, during COVID, it's been a bit curved, gone down a bit. But hopefully, you know, we can reopen and carry on with that as well. Amazing. Nice little, nice little journey. And it's interesting. I think the background that you've got from the way that you was raised and that's very much, um, I'd say like that Eastern culture, isn't it? You're not really very often yeah, going to sure. get a, a Westernized youngster seeing their parents yeah. doing breath work or pranayama <laughs> or mudras or anything like that. So, I mean, how did, how did your kind of your upbringing, your youth kind of shape the way that things have panned out for you and, and, and what kind of skills did you learn from maybe mom or your parents growing up? Yeah, I think that's quite a, quite an important question because, you know, being, being a British Indian, I've got my British values, but then I've also got my Indian values. And, you know, I like to go out drinking or, you know, going out for a glass of wine and going out with friends. Um, and trying to find that right balance was really, really important. And, I'd say growing up was quite challenging because you kind of, you know, you want to go and do the things that everybody else is doing. But at the same time, when you connect to your true self, when you connect to your heart, then you start realizing maybe I don't want to do some of those things. Maybe I want to focus more meditation and breath work. So um, some of the skills that I picked up, I'd say, from my parents is around the values of what's important. So in, in the yoga sutras, they talk about yam, niyam which are like the rules of the observances of life. So, you know, non-harming, non-stealing, um, truthfulness, and all those aspects are really uh, important to me as well. So I try to bring them more into my life. And as I grow older, I'll say more, more towards around uh, 20, my 20s, I started going more into the yoga practice itself. Um, I actually used to go to a youth group, and I still attend the youth group, actually. It's on Fridays in Nottingham, and we used we we. We're mainly doing uh, sun salutations, 
which is the physical aspect of the yoga practice. And I really enjoyed that physical aspect. But then, as I mentioned earlier, when I see my mom doing the breathing techniques, I realize, oh, pranayama is actually another element of yoga, Patanjali's yoga, Ashtanga yoga system. Um, so there was two strands there. And I realized, ah, okay. So then I started researching more. And that's what got me really intrigued because yoga is a way of life. And I thought, well, this is the lifestyle that I want to live. Um, so, yeah, learning the skills from my parents, the values, the morals, you know, um, I'm, I've always been a vegetarian all my life as well. And, you know, being, having that connection with nature, uh, with animals, with plants, with Mother Earth has always been so important to me. And I think as I started to grow older, I realized who I wanted to be, not what society kind of wants you to be. And um, that's when things start changing more and you can start living your own life. Yeah, for sure. You, you said when you was telling your story about you asked yourself the question, who am I? I mean, that's a that's a powerful question. And uh, when you started asking yourself questions like that, what started coming up and how did you kind of carve your way into into the way that you are now? Because you've mentioned a few things that you mentioned balance, but also being in touch with nature and the the spiritual side. So, I mean, that question is, is, as I said, is beyond powerful. So what kind of answers came up when you started asking that question? Yeah, definitely beyond powerful. And you know, I probably I still ask myself that question every single day. Um, and it's, it's realizing who you want to be and your connection, like I said, to nature, my nature, to mother nature. And when that is imbalanced, I feel I'm more, uh, there's more equality. Um, you understand the different perspective in life, the different levels of awareness. So I feel that when I'm with more like-minded individuals, my levels of awareness are increasing. When I'm doing my breath work, when I'm doing my yoga practice, or even reading books, because I'm gaining knowledge and wisdom, I'm raising my levels of awareness. And this is my true nature. So I need to work on those elements to continue building my true nature. And for example, um, uh, around two years ago, uh, we put a name down around 10 years ago, actually, for an allotment in Nottingham. And... Uh, we put, I put a greenhouse up on there and I sit, sometimes I'm sitting in the allotment just myself by myself in the, in the greenhouse and there's tomatoes, all these plants and some insects are flying in. And, you know, when you just it's like you're you're disconnected from everybody, but you're still in the world. You're still in you're still connected to nature. And I see these these insects coming in, landing on the plants and the leaves. And sometimes I'll sit there just analyzing them and think, wow, how how. How um, how grateful I am for uh, other beings and life and you know being being part of this world. Um, so yeah, I think there's so much there's so much out there, but we've got to try and rein some of those thoughts in, rein that discipline into ourselves, so that we can become the best version of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting what you said about being disconnected. I suppose what you're saying is disconnected from in air quotes the system kind of thing so you're 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 still connected to the universe and connected to nature and connected to beings but you're disconnecting away from this maybe construct that's trying to push us into boxes or into holes yeah 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 i definitely agree and i think it's quite a hard subject to discuss because what like you just said you know you you put you categorize it as being part of society but you, uh, even though I still want to be part of society, because I want to be in, in, in the community, supporting and helping people and changing people's lives, 
But at the same time, it's hard to pinpoint exactly, say, oh, that's what I need to stop or not stop doing, but a change or, um, but there's some, there's a feeling, there's a, there's like a, a flame inside your heart, which guides you in the right direction. And I know there's a couple of books out there. I think it's Professor Steve, Steve Peters, who talks about uh, the inner mind management, the, the chimp that resides within. And they yeah. talk about the mind being like a drunken monkey, um, you know, lead from the heart, which is more rational than the irrational. So I think sometimes we have to, like, like I said earlier, rein it in, start to feel more from your heart what you feel is right, what you feel is good. Because when you do something good, when you feel good, you know it's right. Whereas sometimes when you leave from the mind, you can make maybe make the wrong mistake or go down the wrong path. But ultimately, I believe I do truly believe that we will we all we are all on our own paths and we will all lead into the same ocean at some point. We're just on different different paths to different levels of consciousness and awareness at the moment. Yeah. What would be your tips then for somebody listening in that's maybe stuck a bit in the mind and we need to get them more into the heart so they're following maybe their passion or their purpose or their heart's desires? What would be some advice to get people out of the head and into the heart a bit more? So one thing that I actually teach my, my yoga classes as well, and um, uh, which I've found is very beneficial, is just place your hands on your heart. And if you close your eyes, you can really feel the vibrations of your heart. Feel what, what does the heart say to you? How does it make, how does it make you want to change your ways uh, emotionally, physically, mentally? Um, and just control the breath so feel you should you should be able to feel this energy coming in because this energy that we're breathing you could call it oxygen um but it's a life force it's sustaining us it's keeping us alive so let's control this breath as it enters our system and how it makes you feel especially when you're connecting to your heart and allow those emotions to to come in because our mind is always working our mind you know they say it has sixty-five thousand thoughts a day so let those thoughts come but try not to analyze those thoughts just become the observer like you like like the clouds are passing by and you're just observing these thoughts and that way you start connecting more to your true self you're also working on your central nervous system and entering that rest and digest state of the body of the mind of the heart and that's when you can start relaxing a little bit more and tuning inwards really so close the eyes focus on your breath and just hold your hands on your heart because that sense of touch is the first thing we have as you know as babies we have that sense of touch of our parents and when somebody gives you that comforting touch, it makes a difference. A hug always makes a difference. So you can always hug yourself. You can always say to yourself, I love you. And it's easy to love others, but it's very difficult sometimes to say to ourselves that we love ourselves. So there's a few tips there. Breath work, you know, love yourself, um, holding your heart, listen to your vibrations and closing your eyes as well. Yeah, I guess the overriding thing of all that is just slowing down, isn't it? We're, slow we're down. Yeah, yeah, slow down. Yeah. We're a million miles an hour and just... People say they exactly. haven't got time to slow down or they haven't got time to breathe or whatever, yeah, but just, yeah. just slow down. Just take some time. Even if it's a couple of minutes, slow down, exactly. be in the moment, be at peace with yourself. And that can make all the difference. Yeah, exactly. Just even just being out outside in nature with, with earth and enjoying that, enjoy every little aspect, be grateful for every little aspect in your life. And that's when your vibrations, your levels of, I'll say awareness start to increase and, you feel more happy because ultimately we want happiness and we want peace within our lives. And that's how you've got to create it. You, we are creators of our own destiny. You know, we manifest everything in our own lives, the way we want to live, what we want to do. We are the creators. So the only person stopping us is ourselves. So let's firstly love ourselves, close our eyes, 
enjoy enjoy this internal universe and when you open your eyes enjoy this external universe at the same time yeah for sure let's talk about mm-hmm. the yoga then for a little bit and obviously there's many yeah. elements to yoga as you've already mentioned is, but let's is, focus on the hot yoga first um yeah and this might sound like a bit of a stupid question but <laughs> there'll be some people listening to this that they might not even know what hot yoga is and that might be like oh well it's just yoga in the heat but can you just yeah Give people a little small bit of context as to what actually hot yoga is, what it involves, maybe what type you do, uh, and then yeah. I'll, I'll pick that apart a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So, uh, like I said, around 10 years ago, um, I went to Canada, Toronto, and I did my first teacher training. And by chance, I noticed there was a hot yoga studio there. And I've never practiced hot yoga before. So I, started, I went in there, did some classes, really enjoyed it. And the owners of the studios were actually three brothers that moved from India to Canada. So I was learning authentic styles of teaching, of practice, of breath work. Um, but the heat was just another element. And, you know, sometimes practicing in cold church halls just didn't feel right. And um, with this heat element, it just allowed, when I was, my personal practice allowed me to tune in a lot more. Uh, and that heat, really, really, I just enjoyed the practice of practicing in the heat. And, ultimately mimic the heat that you get when you're in India as well. So um, hot yoga, where in Nottingham that we're doing, it ha- we use something called far infrared radiant panel heaters. And there's research out there at the moment that's on PubMed and a lot of these uh, clinical research websites. And they talk about, you know, what the benefits of far infrared heat on joint pain, on back pain. So, you know, we've had a lot of members that have come, for example, with fibromyalgia and lower back pain, and some of them have fixed the lower back pain, maybe through the movement of the yoga practice itself, but also through the heat, you know, fibromyalgia. A lot of people have suffered from vitamin D deficiency um, and a lot of South Asian people as well. So uh, when they do come even from the Caribbean, we have people from the Caribbean members that are coming and when they practice in the room and the environment, it's just relax their muscles, just relax their joints and they feel so much more at ease and at peace within themselves. So that's why they continue time and again to keep coming back to us. Um, but there's so many benefits, I would say, in terms of yoga itself. But the hot element just allows, you know, detoxification of the skin, makes the skin look a lot more clearer, um, you know, more greater flexibility because the muscles are more relaxed. You can go a bit more deeper. If that's one of your goals, then that element is available to you as well. Um, but I also like to focus on the stability element, you know, the strength element the, and mobility. So mobility, strength and stability will lead to flexibility over time. So I try to focus on those elements at the same time. And the heat, like I said earlier, gives you that little bit, little bit extra level of um, awareness because there's something more to think about. It's another connection that you're thinking about. Um, but also it allows you to go inwards a little bit more because you're feeling more sensations within the body. And at that time, you feel more connected. The, the, the atmosphere, the ambience in the room is a lot more um, unique compared to being in, I would say, in a, in a cold type of hall, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Everyone that I know that's done hot yoga in any form, they've always said about the the connectivity element of it, how you feel like in yeah. connection with all the other people in the room as well, yeah, which yeah, is, definitely. is massive, isn't it? Yeah, for uh, sure. And you know, people people come out and they're like, "Wow, that was that was incredible." And you know, just it's incredible because of the way they're feeling, but also we're changing lives. Like I mentioned earlier, mentally, physically, emotionally. 
people are people are going through so much in life and when if we can help them even even if we help one person through opening a yoga studio you know we feel we i feel blessed i feel like i've done my mission this is my mission i've accomplished my mission um and ultimately that's what we're here for we were here to support people because it's a passion and want to change people's lives yeah yeah for sure why do you think as well then that kind of people get put off by yoga because i know a lot of people and they're they're like oh i'm not going to do yoga because it might be a, a housewife doing a down dog with her ass in my face or something like that <laughs> or what or whatever the the excuse might be but why yeah. do you think that, that i mean it's mass yoga is massive don't get me wrong and more, yeah, more yeah, and more people massive. are doing it but why do you think maybe yeah. some people are still put off by it yeah i guess it's quite a again a tough question to answer because everyone's perspective is going to be slightly different you know some people might think uh, uh because it is an eastern tradition you could say they might think oh i don't want to do the eastern tradition uh somebody maybe from the west might think that um you know some some people might think especially you know they say there's more uh females doing yoga than males doing yoga um but you know we've had we've had WWE wrestlers come into our place and they're big guys like big bodybuilders come in and you know we've supported them to increase their levels of awareness with the breath and find that subtle energy layer and how to feel the breath and relax when they're in the postures and and that's benefited to them when they're training in the gym or it's benefited to them when they are wrestling we've had dancers so there's we've had such a wide spectrum of uh people so our target audience is such a wide spectrum where but maybe why sometimes it doesn't help people come i say it's just up to people's own own decision own perspective of life and um they might not be in that level of awareness just yet but as they grow older they may start to in- incorporate elements of it and you know in life they they might already be incorporating elements of yoga but they don't know it yet so mm-hmm. it's just it's exposing people to that to that space and once they understand and feel and they notice a difference in themselves that's when they're hooked and that's when when they're going to continue practicing as well yeah for sure i think i think a big problem with it personally is a lot of people just associate yoga with the flexibility element they just think oh yeah. well it's all stretching and it's, and yeah, it's yeah. boring or it's slow or it's just gonna i'm too tight yeah. i'm too stiff so there's no point in me starting it yeah. but as we know as we both know there's more than just the stretching mm-hmm. that's just the yeah, minuscule part so which yeah, leads definitely. me to the next part can you just give the the listeners and the viewers a bit more context on all the elements of yoga so we've obviously mentioned breathing we've mentioned kind of the strength and stretching but can you touch on some of the other elements of, of yoga as well because this yoga is a is a is a broad term and and people it as is. i said just think it's stretching so can you explain some of the elements other elements please yeah so yoga in the patanjali yoga sutras it, it doesn't even say yoga it says yog or yuj which means to bind binding something and the first uh, slok or the first sentence in the sutras says yoga jitta vritta nirodha which basically kind of translates to um to reduce or stop the fluctuations of the mind that is the purpose of yoga asana is one element pranayam or breath work is another element um i'll say more in the west we focus more on the physical element which is you know 
movement of the body, which feels great, which is why people want to do it. And there's so many benefits behind that. But then there's the breathwork element, which I'd say is picking up even more now, in this, especially in this, in the last, you know, five years, it's picking up even more. Um, so there's that element. Then there's also, like I mentioned earlier, yum and niyam, uh, which are the, uh, you could say, the observances, so non-stealing, non-harming. But then there's also purity of the mind, um, then that you've got knowledge, so reading more scriptures or books to gain more knowledge and gain more wisdom. Um, there's dharna, dhyan, samadhi. There's eight. There's, in total, there's eight aspects of Patanjali's Ashtanga Yoga system. Um, so you've got yam, niyam, asanam, pranayam, pratyaha, dhyan, dharna, and samadhi. So we want to focus basically on all eight of those elements. And in a yoga class, I would say it's quite hard to focus on every single one of those, uh, but we try to incorporate aspects of those within within the class itself as well. So it could be, you know, making people think a certain way about who they are, making people think about their connection to themselves, connection to earth, connection uh, about love and what love means to them. Um, so it kind of softens them a little bit more um, and takes them to the internal universe instead of always focus on the external material things around us. Um, but the other side that you could also focus on is um, bhakti yoga, which is what my wife Davina, I would say, she's a bhakti yogi, which means um, she's, she's a very devotional uh, spiritual being as well. And she focuses a lot on the mantras, on chanting mantras. Uh, mantras are the Love vehicles or instruments to change the mind. Yeah, I love that. I love the um, chant. So she, she, yeah. So the vi and that just elevates the vibrational frequency around us. And you know, when twenty people in a room are chanting all together, the vibrations increase so much, and there's that unity in the room, and you feel so good inside as well. So there's so Davina focuses on the bhakti side in terms of chanting. She also plays musical instruments called the harmonium. Uh, and the hand pan as well. So, you know, we're trying to change people's way of thinking through that element of it. Um, I would say, yeah, even though I'm, I was born a Hindu um, and I follow the practice of Sanatana Dharma, uh, which is the universal way of life, universal way of living, um, I, like I said earlier, I'm always connected to nature. So I always try to focus on being a bhakti yogi. But at the same time, I would say I'm a karma yogi. Karma means... Uh, service to mankind and this is why I'm here I'm here to serve mankind and without any expectations of reward so you know we could we, we're in a society where people do need help we we also need help so we've got to gain the knowledge we've got to take the time out to incorporate the yoga lifestyle within ourselves but then also give back to society give back to the community that we live in to elevate their levels of consciousness and change their way of thinking as well so like i said there's there's the eight as eight angles of patanjali's ashtanga yoga system but then there's also uh, bhakti yoga karma yoga gyan yoga gyan means knowledge so it's gaining knowledge through scriptures and gaining knowledge through reading and even podcasts, you know, there's another medium now. So podcasts, online, Google, there's so much more uh, knowledge out there which we need. So taking that time out to develop our way of thinking, really. Yeah, amazing. Love it. Absolutely love it. What did you say? <laughs> you're, you're serving mankind. You're a server of mankind. I love that. My name, yeah. here's some info for you. My name, Alistair, my full name, 
means defender of all mankind. So you're serving and I'm defending. Wow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then and then when I shorten it to Ali, uh, there you go. Ali, everyone loves Ali. That's especially when all the yeah, um, all the all the Arabic and the Middle Eastern folk come into the gym and I tell them my name's <laughs> Ali. They're like, whoa. I'm like, no, it's not my real name. <laughs> Oh man, that's that, that's no, amazing. That, I mean, that's uh, that's that's wicked. And I think you've said a lot about yoga there, and a lot of different elements to it. As you said, the eight different types, and then there's many more elements. And I think what's important is people yeah. don't it's get overwhelmed by it. They don't want to get overwhelmed. Yeah, definitely. Just pick something, or or go with something that works with you. Whether that's the breath, whether that's the stretching, the strength, the observing, yeah, exactly, knowledge, exactly. and and then just incorporate that rather than getting overwhelmed. Yeah, I 100% agree. Just start somewhere. Start with something, you know, and then develop it over time. It's good. It's a lifetime of learning. It's a lifetime of developing ourselves and gaining more knowledge because so we become wiser. Well, multiple so we become lifetimes. So, multiple oh. lifetimes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, we were saying, wasn't we, before we started recording that every day's a, every day's a learning day, every day's a school day, and that's why it's a yoga practice. Like I've said before mm. on this podcast, it's a yoga practice, it's a breathwork practice, it's exercise practice because you're practicing it to keep getting better and to keep learning about yourself and learning about the universe and learning more about life yeah, in general. Sure. Yeah, mm. for sure, and like my own practice itself. So you know, being a full time yoga studio owner, yoga teacher. Um, I'm waking up early, doing my own practice in the morning, my own breath work and trying to expand like my, my practice at the moment. Since since the first uh, lock, that COVID lockdown, I'm, I'm, um, I'm working with with some guys in L.A. and they've got a system called Flowability. And it's all about breath work. It's about spine conscious training. And I'm learning all the time, learning about my breath, learning about my rib cage, pelvis connection. You know, so I'm, I'm also... Uh, just just uh, before COVID, I started uh, studying as a sports massage therapist. And during COVID, I was studying after during the end of first lockdown, I completed um, my sports uh, massage therapist course. And ultimately, the reason I, I did this is because I've got such a big interest in understanding the human body and anatomy. But also, you know, I'm when I'm in the yoga room, I'm looking at people from the front of the class, and I can see some people not moving the best way that they want to uh, i can see you know uh, internal rotation of the hips or uh, not alignment of the pelvis or the, they come to me at the end of the class to and and oh you know my my shoulders really hurting my back's really hurting my neck's really hurting and I've, and they're talking to me like i'm i'm their doctor i'm going to fix it for them so i thought well i've got to take this opportunity to learn and gain more skills so i spent that time you know learning more about the human body and anatomy um, and focus it now my main focus is you know to supporting people to get out of pain and a lot of this a lot of the work is around breath work which we've noticed is people are not breathing efficiently they're not breathing breathing effectively so you know anxiety panic attacks that's not not always but an element of it is going to be to do with breath work so i want to support people to realign their posture uh, you know, if you look at my own personal Instagram page, some people might look at it and think, what is this guy doing here? But I know the way it feels. I know when I look at my coach and I look at my coach's coach, they're like my mentors. And when I look at the, the team we've got around us and, the, and the, 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 the body, the way it's changing shape and form, it's it's all interlinked to yoga aspect as well. And it's 
increasing my level of awareness within my own system, within my own um, ecosystem and my body. And it's making me feel younger by the day. And you know, while, while, as we grow older, we want to feel good within our body. I don't want to have those niggly pains in the morning. Think, oh, why am I getting my backache? Why am I getting shoulder pain? I want to feel good. It's like another example. It's like my granddad. He's 87 years old. He does everything. He's independent. He walks three, four miles a day, every day. You know, I, t- I teach him yoga, breathwork practice, and he's doing that in the mornings. I can hear him in, I can hear him doing it even in India. He's practicing that at home in the evenings, and he's eating a very clean vegetarian diet. And, you know, I learn, I see the way he's sitting. And even the way I'm sitting right now, I'm sitting in this chair, but I'm sitting on my sit bones. I'm not sitting on my sacrum lumbar spine. 99% of the population are sitting incorrectly. That's why, you know, we've been, we've been sitting here, I'd say, for about an hour now. And uh, by this time, people would have to get off out their chairs because they get so much lower back pain. So, I'm standing. I mean, understanding. Yeah. I'm still You're standing. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I seen, I seen, <laughs> yeah, I seen your post earlier earlier yesterday. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so important. Learning, even knowing how to stand. You know, that where, where does energy take us? So... It's so important. Learn, like every day, I'm learning more, 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 and developing myself, and trying to teach the people at the same time. And when they then say to me, "Yeah, you know, I've, I felt so much change. My body, my body's open. I can take my breath into new spaces, the muscles that I've not even reactivated really before, and that sensation of feeling in that space has made me feel younger." It's like, wow, you know, we've changed that person's life. How good does that make you feel? So definitely. Yeah. I mean, I look, I just love all this stuff. And to me, it's ultimately, what are you here for? Like, what's the point in your life? Why are you here? You're here for a reason. And one of the best things you can do to mm-hmm. accomplish that journey or that purpose or whatever it may be is to look after your own health and well-being on all fronts. So if you went into yeah. a room and said there was like a, a thousand, five hundred thousand people in there and you say, raise your hand if you want to be healthy. Raise your hand if you want to be happy. Raise your ha- hand if you want to live a long, fulfilled life. Raise your hand if you want to be joy. They all go up. But yeah, we get stuck in these patterns yeah, of not exactly. looking after ourselves. And to me, it's a bit, bit of a head fuck, excuse my French, and a bit, um, a bit mm-hmm. of a mind boggle <laughs> because this stuff should be yeah. like bang, fundamental. Look after your body, look after your yeah. mind, look after your spirit, and you'll live a long, longer, healthier, happier, more joyful, more fulfilled life for sure. Yeah, sorry, exactly. that was a mini rant. <laughs> no, 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 I hundred percent believe in what you're saying. Like this has to be at the forefront of everything like i always say to everybody your health is your wealth doesn't matter how much money you've got in the world but if you if you've got illness or or something that's stopping you enjoy life when you've got money then what's the point do you know what i mean and and i think you know um i was in the corporate role in a multi multinational company for over 10 years making good money good salary and i decided to take a step back and do my own business and even though yoga is a business because I've got to pay rent, I've got to pay people, but at the same time, it's my passion. So I can keep on working towards it. And at the same time, I'm changing my life and changing other people's life. And there's so much more value in that than the monetary aspect. So they're both, obviously, they're both important. And I'm working on both at the same time. But I think ultimately, your health is your wealth. And if you feel good in your body, if you feel good, especially in your spine, if you feel great in your spine, you're feeling great throughout the whole of your life. Do you know what I mean? And it's so important. But it, it's so important that everybody knows it's important, but people don't people don't take action. They're, I would say they're kind of lazy. So it's, it's getting out of that lazy mode and 
kickstarting and pushing yourself to do it day in day out and that's when you you see life-changing results definitely definitely it's it people want that instant gratification don't they that instant result that instant satisfaction because yeah. we live in a world now where we we get yeah. that quite a lot with our phones with yeah. society with mm. all that kind of stuff so i think exactly. people have got to realize that health is the is the long game it's not the short game if you want to improve yeah. your yeah, health yeah, and yeah. be optimally healthy it might take you a lifetime it's not going to happen in six weeks or next week it's going to take no, time no. yeah imagine imagine how long we've had from, from from being a baby, having amazing posture, having no pain, and then approaching like your 20s and you start getting niggly issues in your body or injuries. And that leads, one thing leads to another thing. And that ends up with, with, with gravity compressing our spine even more, pulling us down. Our, then we end up going getting older and your back starts arching, your neck starts rounding even more because you're on your laptops, you're on our mobile phones, you know, the neck's flexing forward, you get more neck pain. So it's all like a knock-on effect. But And that's taken, let's say that's 10 years of bad posture. And some people want to try and resolve that in one session. So it's going to take, it might take, you know, five years to get back to that level where you felt amazing again. So it's learning about the body, learning who, not just who you are, but how you're feeling inside. Because when you are, when you've got this type of, I would say, pain within the body, and, and the reason I'm, I'm focusing more on this is because I've got such an interest in supporting people who are going through pain. Because at the yoga studio, I talk to people on a daily basis, and you know, I do private, I do private one-to-one -one sessions, and they say, yeah, you know, my lower back, my hip, I get hip pain, and then I look at their look at their posture, look at certain aspects where I think, okay, they need more work on these areas and that's going to support them in the long run. And then when they say to me, you know, you've, you support me over those three months and I've, I felt stronger in my body, I felt stronger in my hips, stronger in my glutes, then I know that we're winning. Do you know what I mean? We're winning. We're supporting the people and they're li living great lives after that. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then it all boils back to what we said half an hour ago, whatever it was about slowing down. I think when you slow mm. down, you get in mm. contact with your body, then you can realize, oh, okay, my le left knee's hurting, my right ankle's hurting, my lower back's hurting, my neck's hurting. Get in contact with yeah. it, be more aware, and then you can start to make these incremental changes to improve your posture, to prove improve aches and pains. But I think the problem is because of, again, society and our jobs and whatnot, we're, mm. we're, we get accustomed to chronic pain like there's a difference between acute and chronic pain and people yeah. are in chronic pain all the time but they just think it's normal like oh yeah well i've had that lower back pain since i was 20 and yeah. i'm now 65 yeah it doesn't need to be like that yeah. though that's what i'm saying we can make changes and little know, things make big impacts yeah. yeah exactly and it's it, especially now we're going through this period of lockdown everyone's at home you know this first they said only 30 minutes exercise now goes unlimited exercise but what about the elderly, elderly generation who can't go out as much? You know, how, how does that make them feel In, internally? How does it make them feel? Even the younger generation, as re, like I said to you earlier, there's, there's uh, research come out, reports come out where people are spending more time at home. Their diets have gone out the window. Their, their fitness has gone out the window. They are more focused on the digital world. So they, it's like we, they, they, there's, there's a need for more greater support for people to develop their health and their well-being and it's not just i'm not saying just through yoga it's through all elements you know going to the gym if that makes you feel good fantastic go for that if going for a walk makes you feel good 
just do something start somewhere and start changing your life because like i said your health is your wealth and if you want to live a great lifestyle you're gonna have to start focusing on it now especially especially i remember like 10 years ago where this said you know your um your retirement age or something like 60 65 and it's gonna keep creeping up as medicines man-made medicines continue coming out allopathic medicines continue coming out they're gonna want to keep on increasing your the, the levels of the retirement age and but then when are you going to go and enjoy your life as well? So you've got to find that. Again, everything's to do with balance. Just find the right balance. And yeah, and I think, I think ultimately when you do look after your health, then you'll notice all the crossovers in all the other areas of your life anyway because you, everything will improve. Your yeah. relationships will improve. You Probably your financial situation will improve. Everything will just accelerate when you start looking after yeah. your health because it's directly correlated to all that other stuff. And if you... And there's nothing wrong against living a materialistic world. Like if you want to live a materialistic yeah. life, that's absolutely cool. But you'll get more material yeah. things if you look after your health, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. And um, you got to just you got to keep working, chipping away. It's like you can't leave it on the back burner. You got to keep chipping away. And as you keep chipping away, you keep developing new aspects of yourself, and you start realizing, you know, like, like we mentioned, okay, the material world is there, cars, this, this, but that's fine. If you want those things, it's fine. But you've got to take a step back and just like you said earlier, slow down, understand who you are, and then you can start to feel good within yourself. You feel happier. The, the ultimate thing is happiness, is inner peace, is truth, is being authentic and true to yourself, not having expectations of yourself all the time, not having expectations of others all the time. Just take that step back, listen to your heart, and that's it. Just calm down. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. One big thing that I think is important in health and well-being is the strength of your relationship, yeah. relationships with others, but re relationship with yourself as well. And you, like me, mm -hmm. run a business with your wife. So tell me how that works, yeah. how that feels, the dynamics and how that is affecting your relationships. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, when we opened Hot Yoga Nottingham in 2017, um, I was working still full time because we were entering an unknown world. We'd never done anything like this before, so it was unknown to us. So I continued working for one more year full time, and I could see, you know, we're growing steadily. We're growing month on month. So I thought, you know, if I invest more time into my own business, it's my passion. I'd enjoy it more. So then I took the step to step out corporate world, take my step into my own business, and carried on growing into the second year. As we got towards, I'll say the mid-second year, my wife kept saying to me, I want to, I want to, I want to do this with you as well. I said, okay, fine. So, you know, she then left her full-time job. She joined me as well. We were both going to the yoga studio together, coming home together. And in a way, you know, the the being together, we we loved it, we thrived on it because we started understanding understanding each other even more. Okay. We, we did have our little fallouts here and there, you know, differences in opinion, which we were bound to have. I think you guys have it as well. But ultimately, it was fantastic because there's a sounding board always this. So whatever ideas, creative ideas I have, I can throw them her way, knowing that, you know, she's just going to give me what her true thoughts back. So in that way, we we're helping each other, we we're supporting each other. And, you know, as soon as she joined the business, we started growing even more. Month on month, we were growing. And it was like, wow, this is incredible. So... We just kept on going with that consistency and you know the the, the our membership base started to grow uh, the service we were delivering was even even better value 
Um, we were learning more. So I was spending, we were probably more disciplined in terms of meditation. We meditate together in the morning. We do our yoga practice, practice together, um, you know, go to the studio and we'd have our lunch together at the same time. We're probably saving more money than before because we were, we were, we were, you know, more disciplined. We were more controlled in what we were eating, healthy lifestyle. Um, and I think ultimately it, it supported us and we got to get to really know each other for who we truly are. And we just love being around each other. So yeah, I, I found it amazing. And especially even, even now during lockdown, we've been together and we, yeah, we have those times where we, we do fall out, but the, 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 the other side of it is it's so much more better. Yeah. And how many times have people said to you, how the hell do you work with your wife? I, I could never do that. Have you had that a lot? <laughs> Every day. Every day, every day. <laughs> yeah, I've had that so like many times. Friends, and I'm I've like, got friends who are dentists. Yeah. I was going to say, I've got friends who are dentists. And um, so he was saying to me, oh, oh I, I can't work with my wife. I don't see, he, she, 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 he said, we're both dentists in the same dental practice, but we don't see each other till the end of the day because we just can't stand each other all day. And I'm like, wow. I'm well at total opposite. We want to be around each other all day. Do you know what I mean? Go for walks and come back and, yeah, we just we just love spending time together and um you know going to the park and she's doing her her sound healing and I just feel so blessed that I can be around somebody that's so influential that's got so much passion for life to support the people we're so like interlinked with each other and we're so similar and our outlook on life is so similar and that's why I feel so blessed and grateful that I've got somebody like this in my life that I can share my values and morals with and I'll say it's, it's not easy in life to find somebody like this. So, yeah, definitely feel grateful for that. Yeah, exactly. I'm exactly the same. I can um, I can relate and resonate with everything you've just said, mate, because yeah. it's the same with me and Sarah. And it's, 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 it's like, you know, there's that whole old saying of two heads are better than one, but it's more than that. It's like, it's like full yeah. power, isn't it? When you've got two people yeah, with the yeah, same yeah. kind of drive and the same ideas and the same outlook, as you said, on life it's, it's like it's full power like energy and uh yeah i yeah, mean exactly. i wouldn't i wouldn't have it any other way personally it's, it, it, she's she's saved my life and vice versa there's been times where yeah. we've wanted, maybe i've wanted to give up i've been crying in the office and then vice versa and we lift each other yeah. up she's got her strengths and weaknesses i've got mine and we just con uh, uh, complement each other just perfectly and it sounds exactly yeah. the same with you and davina so i mean i'm yeah, all for is. that i it love is. it yeah, I love it. I love it as well. And you know, it's just it's just uh, it's it's a different way of working. I think when you look at when I look at my my friends, my peers, a lot of them do work full time, and you know they they've got like two monitors there. They're typing away all day long. They're in the corporate worlds, but then they're kind of like disconnected. And I feel like I'm always connected to my wife. I'm always connected, always to nature. And I think that that's the way I want to live my life. And yeah, I just feel blessed that I can. So likewise with you. Definitely. Have you uh, got into the part of yeah, like reading each other's minds yet? We can like read each other's minds. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes it's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, today, today she told me, "Oh, can you go down and make me a masala chai?" And I'm like, uh, well, "Go on, then. I'll go and make you one now." Because I'm here anyway, so I might as well go and make one. And I was, I wanted it as well, so you know. You have to, I've got to go and learn it, so why not? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. 
What about then? I mean, I don't want to go into this too much, but um, I always find it quite interesting. But do you do you follow any kind of particular way of eating any nutritional kind of protocols or do you just like eat what you want? What's your vibe with food? So I'm, I'm a vegetarian. I've always been vegetarian okay. all my life. Um, so it's, my diet's mainly focused on lentils, uh, you know, chapatis, but I've tried to cut the chapatis back a bit. Um, and I think because the Gujarati, I'm a good, so I'm Gujarati and my parents are from, so my dad's born in India. My mum was born in Fiji, but ultimately they all originate from India, um, on the West coast of Gujarat. And the diet there is mainly vegetarian. Um, and the choice of food in Gujarati cuisine is endless. Um, so, you know, I try to eat a more of a clean diet, more, I'd say more, more mornings I'd have more uh fruits um and then as the day goes on then i'll try and have more lentils and dolls and things like that and some bright and brown rice as well which makes my system feel good and you know you've got to really take time to understand how your body feels as well and uh, especially especially during uh classes when i'm teaching classes i can't i don't want to have a heavy meal uh, in the lunchtime, or, or sorry, in the in the evenings, especially if we've got to teach like a 6 a.m. class. But then also, if I am teaching in the evenings, I can't have such a big heavy meal that, and I, because then I feel lethargic and I can't teach in the evening. So, again, it's I'm all, I think I'm always trying to find that nice right balance as well because, you know, we've got to live life and we've got to still go out with friends and go and have good meals and dinners outside as well. So you just got to be, you got to find what works for you and what works for your system and your body ultimately. Yeah, do you uh, practice fasting as well, mate, or not? Yeah, yeah. Like today, I'm actually fasting as well. So um, it's a it's a auspicious day today in the in the Hindu calendar. So I'm fasting today, and um, so I'm just I'll be having just fruits today, uh, nuts, and I love peanut butter. I think I get three through a jar of peanut butter a week, which is probably quite bad. But yeah, I love bananas and peanut butter. So uh, that's I said majority of my morning diet is bananas and peanut butter. <laughs> You want to listen to my episode with uh, Terry Cochran, who came on and talked about nutrition. She absolutely slammed yeah. peanut butter. She took it. To the, yeah, she took it apart. <laughs> she, yeah, uh, I oh, hate no. nuts. No, you can leave your nuts and keep your oh, nuts. Yeah. You can have them. I hate them. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, that's no. good. That's I good. Have, I, I, I was, have you seen that video of the guy, uh, the guy from India? I'm like, forgive me because I can't remember which part he's from, but he's 120. Um, I don't know if you've seen the video. If no, not, right. it, yeah. And he's 120 no, and he no. like does all the stuff we've been talking about. He meditates every day, he does his yoga, um, moves and his stretches. Wow. He can walk around absolutely fine. Yeah. And he has his, his diet's yeah. really simple. He um only eats once a day, I think. And he has just like potatoes, wow. a little like roti, some vegetables, and that's it. That's all he eats. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's yeah, something yeah. to be simple. said, but like minimal food for rest and digest and for and for like fasting and i think again that's a western thing we just think we have to stuff our faces all the time and it's not always the case <laughs> i know we've got the thing is we've got so much choice and there's so much good food out there so we've got to control we've got to find that discipline inside don't we and sometimes it's hard sometimes you know you want that pizza so you just have it but then the next yeah. day you're like oh why did i have that pizza so it's one of those and i'd say you know within with indian food there's so many, so many herbs and spices like turmeric and uh, garam masala powders, and you put all the chilies and you put all that in, and it brings so much more flavors out. So, yeah, I guess I, I think I'm quite lucky in that sense as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love all that stuff. I love all the herbs and spices. Chili, I, I, I love chili, but I'm trying to like ease off of it because I think at one point I was smashing yeah. like scotch bonnets and all the hot ones. <laughs> and I don't think it's very good for your digestive system. I think chili, like a bit of moderation no, with chili. No, no, no. But um, no, I love all I love yeah. all the kind of uh, the Indian food and that, and that area of the world. And obviously, India is a huge country, so there's different ways of eating all over the country, isn't there? So yeah, yeah, there's so much different cuisine. And my actually, my father, my my in laws uh, in Coventry own a pure vegetarian catering and uh, food business there. Um, so whenever we want a bit more junk kind of food, we would end up going there and then masala chips or chili chips and you know all that all that other stuff fancy stuff so yeah you can't have that too much though (laughs) yeah and i think uh just not to dwell on it too long but the fasting stuff's like really really important you said obviously we've got all this choice and sometimes we just want to have it but the the act of fasting the practice of fasting we could say installs that discipline into you doesn't it like when you start getting into fasting at first i was like fasting no way but now it's it's a lot for me a lot easier yeah 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 definitely and i I know some some of my friends who do just do a water fast. I've never done a water fast, but something I might look into. But, you know, it's one of those things. You've got to see what works for you, don't you? And if it works and you feel a difference with it, then you're going to carry on doing it. And I think I do like half like half day fast, eight at least eight hours, sometimes 16 hours I'll do. Um, and I always break my fast with fruit, to be honest, and, or, and oats milk and things like that, or just water with bananas and pineapples and things. And I just love, I love eating fruit. So especially exotic fruit, I love it. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. Opposite to me, I don't eat much fruit. <laughs> but this is the we thing, are. we're all we're all individual, aren't we? We're all well, we're all we're all individual, yeah. but we're all the same. So you've got to find that what what that what works for you, what nutrition protocol suits you. I mean, me and Sarah have found the things that work for us, still making little tweaks here and there. But what might work for me might not work yeah, for you and the next person. So I think with nutrition, it's about listening to your body, as it is with all of this stuff, breathing, yoga, listen to your body see what works well and if it works well then rinse and repeat and if it doesn't work discard it get rid of it yeah exactly exactly like i remember when i was younger i'd have like uh, i'd have like three four five chapatis sometimes and then as i grew older i was like why am i eating so many chapatis i don't need i don't it's like i'm just eating it because i want to feel full but then i realized actually i can have more of the dal or more of the curry or whatever chickpea curry whatever it is and that actually makes me feel a lot better as well the digestive system feels a lot more cleaner so i thought well that's the way i need to go keep some of the chapatis out have more brown rice instead of white rice because as they say it's got a bit more fiber helps with digestion so i just try and make those small changes here and there like even even um you know not putting lots of butter on your chapatis or you know certain meals having butter in there and taking taking some of that out and not cooking with loads of oil so we make changes and less salt so you know Every day we're learning and we make changes to our diet and see what works really. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's try and wrap this up, mate, because I'm conscious of time. Uh, let's finish yeah. with some yeah. impactful tips, advice for the listeners and the viewers. So if you had to give uh, the listeners, the viewers, maybe three tips that they could put into practice straight away, as soon as this podcast finished, what would those three tips be? You know, firstly, I would say close your eyes, place your hands on your heart, Become more mindful, start to connect with your breath, connect with your heart and see how that makes you feel. Secondly, go out into nature and um, spend time in nature, spend time with earth, spend time with animals and plants and, you know, increase your levels of vibration. And thirdly, 
just do something. Just do something. Don't be Love idle. It. Be active, not inactive. Active. <laughs> Motion is lotion. That's it. <laughs> Love it. Right, mate. That's it. Um, two more questions to finish. Firstly, where can the listeners go to find out more about you, get your information about you, but also information about Hot Yoga Nottingham as well? Where can they go? So I've got my own personal Instagram page, uh, which is called Anand Moves. So feel free to follow me on there and I'll follow you back. Secondly, we've got Hot Yoga Nottingham. So it's at Hot Yoga Nottingham on Instagram. So follow us on there and definitely come and see us uh, at our studio in Nottingham City Centre. Love it, mate. Love it. And we always end my podcast in the same way. And that's with a favorite quote. So just hit us with a quote yeah. to end the show. Yeah. So my favorite quote is by somebody called Swami Vivekanand. Um, he is a monk from India. And you could say he bought um, yoga from the east to the west. And uh, this was in 1893. He gave a speech at the World Parliament of Religions. And he said, um, arise, awake and stop not until your goal is reached. So basically, he's talking about waking people up and achieving everything you need to in this life. Amazing. Love it. Thanks so much, Anand, for your time. I've absolutely loved that. I enjoyed every Thank moment you. of it. I appreciate your time as well. Thanks, mate. Likewise, likewise. Loved it. Thanks for the time. I'll see you yeah. soon. Definitely meet up soon now. Bye. That's a wrap on another episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show. Don't forget to subscribe leave a review, and share this podcast episode with your friends, family, and colleagues. Until next time, peace and love.